The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchill. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall with turn four. Lot one for Sheldon Hutchill. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Quick Time, the podcast. We are live from the from the IB Brew Factory here in Lincoln, Nebraska. We got Brad Brown with us, Jason Orth, and a special guest, Josh Harris, is joining us tonight. Boys, how's it going? Going great, going great. Uh, had a good long 10-day vacation in Colorado last week and uh, ready to get back into things. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, just enjoying the uh, enjoying the week and been nice weather out. Spent a lot of time. Uh, my wife's birthday was last week, so did a lot of stuff for the weekend there. It's a good weekend. Josh, what about you? How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Doing great. You guys probably haven't seen each other for like uh, 20 minutes. Have I didn't you? see him today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a couple hours since I last seen him. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Josh Harris is a graphic designer over at Harris Decals, where I work. Um, I basically have to make his artwork come alive. Oh, yeah. So. No, it's, it's kind of the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, 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 we're going to kind of just shoot the shit again tonight like we did last time. Like I said, we're on Facebook Live, so if you guys are out there tuning in, make sure you chime in with any comments or anything like that. Got questions for us, you know, feel free to ask away. I know there is racing going on right now as USAC is in Meeker, Oklahoma with the National Midgets and the Brad Doty Classic featuring the World of Outlaws is going on right now. And what is it, Attica? Attica, Ohio. Attica Raceway Park. Yes, sir. What, 50 cars tonight? Thereabouts? I don't know. Low car count is yeah. what I heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they're only racing for 10K, so. Yeah, only $10,000. The, Do- the Doty used to be worth a lot of more money, but... Uh, for whatever reason, the uh, purse keeps shrinking over there in the Doty Classic. I don't know. It's not my finances, so I wouldn't even know how to come up with that kind of cash to put on a race. Just beg a lot, I guess. <laughs> That's full why sponsor he, race. Yeah, he's full of sponsor race. He's full of sponsors, so <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. No, well, he didn't. Yeah, on the phone, one sponsor race. And he, I, I mean, no. I, we got to be uh, lucky for our buddy Brad, and the, uh, the weather looks pretty good out there, so. Yeah. That's always been a, a topic of discussion for the, le- the week leading up to the Doty Classic is how many apps does Brad have on his phone, Brad Doty. And, uh, and he usually has good weather, but he's been hit a couple times here recently with some bad weather. So, But they're out right now doing uh, heat race number two, and Tyler Courtney Sunshine's on the pole. So it's all old, old news, but uh, uh, it's, uh, they're going. Yep, that they are. Uh, so we're, we're here at the uh, brew house, and Brad, uh, you don't have any beer. What's going on with that? It's freaking embarrassing. Uh, I've I've been gone on vacation and busy and just haven't had time to brew. But brew day is either going to be Saturday or Sunday, and I'm going to knock three beers out. I'm going to bring back the Quick Time Cream Ale, a B-Squared Pale Ale, and an Amber Ale, the Crazy Mountain Amber Ale. So uh, we'll have beer in in two weeks. So what are you drinking now? I am drinking uh, Imperial Ale's California Common. 
Very delicious. It's a new beer that they come out with. Well, you have three glasses in front of you, so well, I was a little confused. <laughs> I mean, we know we know you're an alcoholic and all, but <laughs> just funct- I'm a, functioning alcoholic. I'm a, I'm a functioning alcoholic. Um, but, well, I had to show how to pour a uh, non-alcoholic beer out of uh, out of my tap. So, uh, so this one's non-alcoholic. I'd probably mess that one up too. Jason, what about you? Uh, this here is befitting a banquet. It's Coors Banquet beer. So, oh, you you got classy on us. Yeah, I am. This is you know high high flute stuff in my Wilbur Care Center koozie, straight nice. from Check Days, baby. Last Thursday night, on our way back from from Telluride, Colorado, we stayed at uh, Frisco, and they had a street thing going on a concert, and they sold Coors Banquet. I'm like. I'm going to give that a try. Gave him a $5 bill for a 16-ouncer, and that, it wasn't that bad. It could have been the three beers that I had before that that made it taste pretty good, but it was pretty pretty damn good. I got this when I was in Estes Park. I'm like, you know what? I think I like this stuff, so I went and got more. <laughs> Did you uh, pick that up in your uh, Trans Am? Yeah. <laughs> had to get across Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what about you? What are you drinking over there, buddy? I'm drinking Mountain Dew. As I told Brad when I came in, I don't drink. So actually, his non-alcoholic actually would probably work perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not even light Mountain Dew. It's, it's heavy it's Mountain heavy. Dew. It's <laughs> heavy. Yeah, you know. You, so, yeah. Me over here with the uh, the standard old Bud Light, so. Hey, you can't go wrong with a good Bud Light. I, I mean, it'd be better if it was Brad Light. I'm just, just saying. Uh, tell me about it. You can drink the Brad, um, Brad Light non-alcoholic and just pretend. It tastes, I don't, it, it I don't think it has the same effect, though. It tastes the same, though. What if you mixed it with the, the beer you have? Uh, to, like, stretch it out. <laughs> We're not 10-year-olds at the uh, fountain pot machines doing like suicide. water in the spaghetti sauce thing. <laughs> it might screw up a good Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> it might actually screw up a really good Bud Light. So, All right, let's move on to some, uh, some racing. Uh, we got a big weekend of racing coming up here in the corner state the largest uh paying non or i should say non-fender show yes <laughs> here in the state with the usac national midgets coming to jefferson county speedway in fairbury nebraska uh paying a 10 grand to win on saturday night that should be a great race it was you know we watched um two really good nights of racing last year tyler courtney i uh, see chris windham picked up the first night tyler courtney in the second and it's been um it, it's a growing show. I really encourage people to go. Going to take my kid down to see Friday night, and then Saturday night I'll probably go down to shoot pictures. But um, they're going to have, what, non-wing 600s, which are just about as much fun. I think they only run about a second off the pace yeah, of those guys. they're quick down there. And on that little fifth mile. But it's it's a wide fifth mile. There's a lot of pass and a lot of dice and going back and forth. And if you miss the midgets, you know, if you were, remember the midgets out Eagle when they'd come on, you know, the Tuesday nights in August, um, this more than makes up for it. So I really encourage people to make the hour trip down to Fairbury. You know, I love the uh, midgets when they were out at Eagle, and I want to say uh, the Fairbury race is a better show. I do, too. I think it is, too. I think Fifth Mile is a perfect perfect track for that. I agree. That that track is perfect for um, both the, the micro midgets and the, and the midgets. You know, when they hit that corner, like was, last year was my first year seeing midgets live and in person. They hit that first turn, and there's five cars that go in there, and it feels like they jockey – Six different spots by by the time they come out of turn two. I mean, it's 
it's legit. Well, you got to awesome. wait for them to get back on the ground when after they yeah right yeah. yeah. When they hit that cushion, their their front ends up, and that's that's crazy. Word to the wise though: don't sit down at the bottom of the track in the main grandstands, or you will be eating mud all night. Because they're because <laughs> they'll yeah. I found out the hard way too, and they because I thought, man, no one's sitting here. This is going to be great, and oh god, it was awful. But um, the thing is, they'll they're they're literally setting into the corner as they're coming out of four. They're already you know setting in, thrown in one so it's it's a lot of fun to watch i uh, got a great picture of i can't remember the driver um he was in a keith coon's car i know you're lying because you said you got a great picture <laughs> hey photoshop photoshop, <laughs> photoshop. but he was going into three and he jumped the cushion and he got way up on top of the the apron and and he the the car was all crossed up and a big old rooster tail of mud was flying off the back and i posted something about uh um when you jump the cushion or something like that, and he got on there and goes, "When you forget you have a wing, you don't have a wing on anymore." <laughs> and I, I can't remember who the driver was. I think it might have been Baston. Baston. Maybe? It, was Baston. I, it might have been Baston. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was kind of funny that he, he tweeted that. But uh, it was, it, it, it turned out to be a really good picture, and uh, uh, it, it was a fun, fun night out there watching uh, those sprint car midgets uh, tear around that one fifth mile. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, like I said, that race is on uh, Friday, Saturday, um, Thursday night. The midgets are not Thursday night. Sorry, excuse me. Wednesday night, the uh, midgets are down back in uh, the Solomon Valley Speedway down there in Beloit, Kansas, for the Chad McDaniel Memorial. They uh, took a year off last year. Um, it was supposed to be scheduled at Concordia, but there were some track safety concerns about that thing. And uh, it sounded like USAC pulled a plug at the last minute on that race. But it's nice that they're back at Solomon Valley. I, I love that little racetrack. I mean, as we said before, the midgets on a small fifth mile and whatnot is it's some of the best racing. And if you guys haven't been down to Beloit, I highly suggest it. It's it's a great little uh, little fairground, you know, kind of Jay Husker esque type track. So it's not nothing fancy, but it, it puts on some great racing. Definitely be one on my on my list to go see. So. I think you should call in sick and uh, kind of road trip with me on uh, Wednesday. Ah, maybe. <laughs> You know, the nice thing, too, about going to watch the midgets is you don't get to see a lot of those guys around here, you know. They only come once a year, and it's – you get to see, like, Trey Grop, and if Don Drow Dr. Jr. shows up, you know, you just watch them on Flow or, you know, whatever streaming thing. It's I mean, it's a totally different atmosphere when you get to see them in their element and doing what they do. And they do a great job of promoting that race. Uh, they, they keep things going. There's not a lot of downtime. The track prep is usually spot on. Uh, so yeah, if if you have nothing to do on Friday and Saturday, head down to Fairbury. You won't be disappointed. Last time I went, I watched it rain, and so I was disappointed. But uh, uh, if you watch a race, it's gonna be, it's so cool. Yeah, they got the fair going on down there yep. too, and uh, so you got that whole atmosphere. And yeah, to your point, Brad, I I think when we went down there last year and years I went there, I've been home by like eleven o'clock nearly every time or yep. 11 11 30 so and that's an hour and a half two hour drive yeah that's counting the, the drive time. so definitely so, worth, worth so seeing. uh yeah brad are you going this year um unfortunately uh we got a family medical issue we got to deal with so i, I got to take care of my wife and so no i will not be going down i i so wanted to but uh um, she's having surgery on thursday so i gotta be here for her to take care of her and and be her uh Bellboy, I guess when she rings the bell, I got to come running. So, uh, How does that differ from every other night? <laughs> this, this, this one's required. The other, the other, ones, the other ones you're doing out of the kindness you of your heart. To, you have to move a little faster. 
<laughs> what about you, Jason? You, you said you're taking uh, Stephen down there. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to take take the uh, little one down to his first midget race on uh, Friday night, and then on Saturday night we'll see what happens. Yep, Josh. I know you had plans on going down there, and uh, you know, it, last year me and my neighbors went, and it they had never been to a midget show or you know anything other than Eagle Raceway, and you know it was a great time. We were going to do it again, and you know it was one of those things they all kind of we all had things to do and. I was going to go to the lake with my brother and watch it there and then come to find out that I had another family thing we had to go do. So I don't even think I even get to watch it all except for Friday night. So well, yeah, sucks to be you too. <laughs> Jason and I are going to be enjoying some, uh, some badass midget racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it, life happens though. And, uh, Knoxville is only about two and a half weeks away. So I'll catch up at Knoxville. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to Knoxville. So oh, 10 straight days, baby. So from my understanding is the, uh, at Knoxville, by the time the nationals roll around, there's going to be a big eight foot, 10 foot fence all around the infield. So, Oh really? Serious? Yeah. What's the point of going? So you have to shoot through the fence. So, so, uh, video killed the uh, photo star basically. Yeah. God. So how does that work? Don't you, you usually shoot though in different angles outside the track though too don't you like on the outsides like when you have that shot down come down the back stretch that's not in the, the dave hill shot yeah that's uh shooting through the the gaps of the armco oh so you you find where <laughs> this sounds really fucking stupid to do it because the way that you do it is you find a spot where a car slammed into the wall and opened up that hole <laughs> a little bit bigger for you. <laughs> so you stick your camera lens through there <laughs> You know, lightning doesn't strike twice in the same spot. Is that what they say? You're right. Makes, so, so you need them to hit the in, infield wall to and, open it Yeah, and take that all down for us. That's, yeah. what, that's what's kind of funny, though. Centrifugal, centrifugal forces are going to push the cars out. And Knoxville, you're so far away from the track on the infield anyway. Yeah, can, you're already far away. I can understand it at Eldora because you're right there. Yeah, like Eldora and at uh, um, Peevely. Yeah. You're, you're, right, you're right there. there so. I guess whatever. I, 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 I don't know. I mean – it's not my pig, not my farm. So, yeah. well, I'll be in the stands drinking a few Bud Lights and enjoying the night. If it's anything like your past Nationals experience, it's gonna be more than a few Bud Lights and a couple Jaeger bombs, <laughs> right, Alan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I know, Brad, you have a list of stuff to cover on our on our show tonight. So, uh, well, I, I don't know what's all important and what's not important. Uh, um, we we talked a little bit about the Brad Doty Classic going on right now. Uh, the Outlaws are. I think they're in heat number three right now, but uh, um, that's just the beginning of a five-day stretch. With uh, they're heading to Eldora tomorrow, so they go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Three hundred seventy-two thousand dollars on the line at Eldora. Um, it happened with the late models. Do you think any one driver can win all four nights with the sprint cars? Donnie shots. <laughs> you know he's only got one win this year, right? Brad Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, his, his Brad's spurt is about over, so uh, he's. Hey, it's it's getting close to August. Yeah, and Donnie's going to kick it up a notch. You got to go with the forty nine or the one S. Uh, those those two are probably hey, they got to be the favorites. You can't count out the forty one. You can't count. No, out, you can't. You can't count out the seventeen. Two. The forty one can't do all four nights. He he can't win all four nights. I I really like uh, Macedo, but he can't do all four nights. I like Shuhart. You have a good point based on what he did at Jackson. Put him on the big track and, and you know, out there. Um, I, I think it's going to be really tough. I think that really shows what Overton did in late models, how tough that was. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, Grant Brand Shepard's having, you know, kind of a down year this year, but it to, to be able to do that, to be able to sweep all four, I don't know. 
I, I just don't I don't think it can be done. Well, watch, watch somebody do it. Wasn't didn't Larson run all four nights and the best he got was like sixth place? Yeah, but Larson's one of those uh, NASCAR drivers. They don't they don't do good on the dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll but go there. I, I just don't see like right. So he can't keep all four tires on it for four he, nights. He in didn't. A row. He didn't in this race. He drove over the top of this I one. Mean, you 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 can, you can never count out shots, but that Ford is not run. Yeah, I mean that means Kerry Madsen. Hold on, Kerry Madsen showing yeah. up. Kerry <laughs> Madsen might be uh, right there. Yeah, Kerry uh, Madsen's in the dominant TSR car right now. I think you got to go with uh, Sweet or uh, Shukart. The best chances of going all four nights. I would not be surprised to see Sweet win the main events both nights. That's what I would expect. When was the last time Shukart's won a race this year? Jackson. Jackson. A couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. The the main night. Yeah, he won 50 grand. At Wilmot last. Last Saturday, damn near. He, he ran <laughs> almost. He, he, led, he read, led the whole race until Sweet. Uh, Sweet got him got by him midway, and then yeah. then just slammed the door on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shuhart was very night, very diplomatic about that at the end. <laughs> you know, yeah. if Kyle Larson shows up all four nights, he might have a chance. <laughs> well, they're right. I think they're racing in where is it Vermont, so it's not that far away. So he, he might be there all four nights. Well, they posted. Uh, yeah, I thought he posted. Uh, what's his name? Other NASA, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, yeah. His schedule, I mean, he's he's racing four nights. Yeah, like. Chase is racing uh, tonight down there in Meeker with the uh, in the midgets. Uh, he's going to be at Beloit on Wednesday. Then he's doing the NASCAR deal. Then he was running that SRX race on Saturday night down in uh, Nashville. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Nashville, somewhere yeah. like that. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, speaking of the uh, SRX stuff, have you guys watched any of that? I I watched the uh, the little pavement one. I, I've been re- you know everybody. My Twitter was flying with it. You know, like oh, you got to watch this. They're running that little quarter mile pavement track, and that was that was a hoot. Yeah, uh, I mean, I now the the race in Knoxville I thought was bore, but yeah, um, I, I mean, they ran twenty four second laps at Knoxville. Yeah, yeah, it's just I I have zero interest in the SRX cars. And we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but I have zero interest in the trucks at Knoxville as well. It's not about the speed, Brad. Yes, it is. <laughs> if it wasn't about the speed, we, we wouldn't be fans of sprint cars. To, to be fair on the whole speed thing is, well, I went to Belleville for the Outlaws. They were fast. It was single file, and that's all it was. It's hammered down. It was fast. So it was mm-hmm. cool to see qualifying, but the racing sucked. So I don't, I don't always say uh, agree it's all about speed. Mm. I... Speed is a major factor, and and those S that's is it SRX. Mm. Yeah, those SRX cars. Uh, I'm sorry, but they're they're retired drivers. They're bringing them back. Uh, only Tony Stewart really and Hallie Deegan. But there's is, new guys up in there too. Yeah. The local guys, you know, they try to put a local dude in there. That Francis so. kid, man, I mm-hmm. never heard about him, and but he's you damn can, good. You guys and, can you know. put any positive spin on it that you want, but I have zero interest in either one of those series. Okay. Trucks, the, trucks shouldn't even be a race car. Whoa. So don't get, me, don't get me started on so that. So throwing this out there, Brad, SRX or 305s, what are you watching? 305s every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <it's gotta win. laughs> All right. yeah, that one's for you, uh, James. Uh, and, and Brad's I a 305 fan now. <laughs> I didn't even have to think about that. No, I, I have zero interest in that stuff. So uh, um, I hate to be negative, Nancy, but I'm going to be because on the – Somebody on the show has they're to not, be. They're not made for – that half mile dirt maybe at Eldora it might be a better show because they're banked and they can they can do more stuff but the trucks showed at Knoxville that 
that they don't belong on Knoxville. There's there's not enough banking for the trucks at Knoxville. They're too wide. Yeah. Too. Right. So so you agree yeah. with that that one driver during his interviews? We don't belong here. We Absolutely should, we should be down the road at Newton. Absolutely. I would take it one further and say trucks don't belong there. Period. Trucks don't belong push racing. Trucks. Uh, absolutely, push I, trucks do though. Right? Push, push trucks, trucks yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But that that race truck don't. Uh, that, that should have been out with Beanie Babies in the nineties. It was. There's other ways to do you it. You know, I will agree with Brad about the three hundred fives and three sixties that you guys hammer on about. <laughs> is I love three hundred fives because I do a lot of three hundred fives and lettering, but I still I go to Eagle Raceway. Um, two times I've seen three hundred fives. Still, just you just don't get the same effect that you get with those three sixties, and they hammer down the straightaway and stuff like that. The three hundred fives just seem so, and they if they get out of time, they don't move. They sound different. The speed is different. Um, I, I agree. I, I there's a to the to the lame the the average person. There's probably not a big difference between three hundred fives and three sixties, but I can see a difference. Jason, you're biting Jason, your you got something over Jason's there? biting his tongue over here. Yeah. Would you rather watch a full field of th- 305s or the same 12 360s? We're hardly watching. If it's good, 12 From, 360s. Uh, <laughs> top to bottom. From well. looking at the results, uh, it's, it's hard to find a full field of 305s anymore, too. How many do they get? Where? Uh, How where? many does Eagle get it? Where? They're, they're only getting like 25 cars at Eagle. We run a B Only main. 25. They run B mains. We they run, run a B mains twice this year. Okay, so you have a 24-car f- field of A main cars, and you have a 5-car t- A f- B feature. Come on. Well, you run 10 in the B. Or you run two heat races in your So feature. you run 10 in the yeah. B, 10 in the B, and 8 qualify for the A. That's, that's pretty nice. That's the, two guys the participation the award right there. I don't know. <laughs> you, you run two heat races in your feature, then you're done? Yeah. Great show. I, I'm, not, I'm not dogging on the 360s by any means, but there are no 360s to dog on. That's why there's no 360 races in Nebraska. <laughs> so 305s, have you guys ever seen them on a shorter track? Have they? Do they seem any different then? I mean, I'm only going off what I saw at Eagle and West. Okay, at 305s on a on a bigger track at Knoxville suck. Right, 305s. It, it's at, not no, 305s it's, it's, at I80 yeah, suck. 305s at Eagle, they're a good show. What about even smaller? What if like you go smaller than that? Would it be? There's not many better? tracks around here smaller than Eagle. I've never seen them on a quarter, so I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I what what is they what ran is, them at, they ran them at Jefferson. What is Husitz? Is that a quarter or is that a third? They they call it a three eighths, but it might be a three eighths in the parking lot. Yeah, there's, it's got it's a, third. a short third. Yeah. and I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that somebody's got the the measurement now, out there, but it's a it was tight. It was when we raced there. It was always tired than Eagle. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and they put on a good race at Husitz. Yeah. I think they do. I don't know. I just think my my feeling is this. I'd rather have those than watch the 360s die, and they're agree. dying. I will agree with that. There is no question they're, they're dying. There's no question. That's why we only have one every month instead of weekly or whatever. It's just There's just not enough 360s, and they're costing so much money anymore. I mean, Stu Snyder blew up his motor, and he, he can't afford to put a new one, new one together, and so he's running his 305 all over the place. And it might not. I mean, to be fair with Stu, it might not be that he can't afford to. It might not be he doesn't have parts. Right. Everybody's waiting on parts. Yeah. I mean, that's, Ryan, that's Ryan Roberts has put, been putting together a 360 motor all year long, and he's still waiting on parts. And he owns half the company. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's yeah, that's true, too. But uh, I, I'm sorry. There's just – I'm not – I, I like the the resurgence. Uh, we're starting to see a, a stronger four ten fields. You know, now that you got the four tens in Houston's, 
Yeah, I mean, you got you know you that's got guys a good like show. Dover going up there with mm-hmm. the, with the Bowers car. You got Drukey up there with the four ten right. in his own car. Right. Uh, to me, I just see that's where it is. I, I just think three classes is too much. And right now, when you've got a three sixty class, it's just kind of floundering there. It isn't doing anything. I think it just waters down the field. Pick one. Well, you think it would help if they had a bigger name in three sixty ranks? Like when you had Billy Alley, you know, you had a name. That people, you got jacked over. Yeah, but you, ha- yeah. you need somebody to bring it up to get it there. I just don't think that it pays well enough through the back part of the field mm-hmm. to, to entice people to want to put a 360 together. Now, with that being said, we got Drukey with a new 360, and we got Grossenbacher with a new 360. So there are people still wanting to do it, but uh, um, just not enough of them. Well, and Riggins has a 360. I mean, but it's just sitting on the ground because you can't race it anywhere. We need, we need what we need to get 360s going again in Nebraska is we need the South Dakota MSTS group to work with the Nebraska group, and Nebraska's group needs to work with the South Dakota group and co-promote races, and that's the only way we're going to get a 25 car field because. They struggle with numbers just like we struggle with numbers. And until both groups want to work together, it's it's probably going to have 14 or 16 cars at a race. And that's just until... And that's the thing is, is the groups don't want to work together. The guys at Knoxville don't travel. I mean, we had we had a 360 race at I-80, uh, what was it, last week, two weeks ago? Yeah. Extra money added to the purse. It was two grand to win. And we had one out-of-town car come in. Got a report that the audio keeps going in and out. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the internet here. That's the South really. Dakota internet. Uh, yeah. there, you got to get that mouse running a little harder there, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> that mouse must be tired. Get a new mouse and get that wheel going. Started talking about NASCAR. That pretty much dropped the internet. Yeah, <laughs> slowed everybody down. Yeah, it's probably NASCAR censoring us. <laughs> All right, enough criticism. Um, what's next? Did you guys want to talk about car counts and purse? I don't know what you got for us. This year. We're well prepared oil machine here. Boys. I don't know. Brad's the only guy well, with the new with the piece of paper. I see everybody <laughs> else got their phone and just sitting around. Well, we we've texted back and forth about how uh, purse doesn't necessarily mean good car counts and That's a good segue. Uh, we we last week there was a race at I eighty Speedway, the purse was doubled and we still got fourteen cars. Yep. And a couple years ago, there was a was it the Casey Kane Classic at ID Speedway? It was the the Dirt Classic, the, the Dirt Classic by Casey Kane. Um, Twenty thousand dollars to win, and we got like seventeen four ten sprint cars. Um, it, I'm a believer that the purse really doesn't matter. Uh, there's 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 a lot of other factors involved. Timing, if if there's a four ten sprint car race at ID Speedway that pays twenty thousand to win. And it's on the same night as Knoxville. We're not going to get any Knoxville cars. Um, we're not going to get cars from maybe Minnesota. So um, timing, I think, is important. If you're going to pick a race, of course, I think that Casey King, the Dirt Classic, was on a Wednesday night too. I believe so. Yeah. So there's another factor. Um, uh, the the uh, Matt Jules might not be able to make it down to I-80 Speedway because he does have a full time job with Octane Inc. Uh, um, Justin Henderson, he, he has his own business. He may not be able to make it down. So timing is important. I, I don't think purse alone is going to be the one, the thing that, uh, that saves and puts a, puts a good field together. Um, Brad Doty Classic right now, 
everybody's going to Eldora for the next four days. That's on the way. Brad Doty's Classic is paying 10000 to win, and he's got 49 cars there tonight. So tell me that purse is very important to draw a crowd. When the, when the Outlaws, after the Knoxville Nationals, they would race at Junction Motor Speedway the very next was it the next Monday? After yeah. Nationals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it yeah. still paid 10000 to win. It was an outlaw show. And they would barely get enough for 20 cars. You got all these California cars swinging past I-80 speed or I-80. Um, you got South Dakota, all these cars. And they wouldn't show up for because timing. They're sick and tired of racing because they're exhausted from Knoxville. Yeah. So they just want to get to California and regroup. So timing is very important when you have a put on a race. I think. Yeah, if you look at Jackson last week, or the other week, uh, fifty grand to win, thirty five cars. Yeah, I think that there is a especially when you talk about Knoxville, and we, you know, uh, and I'm not trying to put words in Matt Stelzer's mouth, but I, I think he echoed that sentiment that it is being at Knoxville that was so important to him. So they will do those things to stay at that track. They don't want to ball it up on a Wednesday night when they can't run at Knoxville on Saturday. They're in the hunt. They're in the points. That trophy means more than the very remote shot that they're going to get that twenty grand because everybody talks about twenty grand to win. There's only one guy gets that. The rest of you guys are getting five hundred thousand, fifteen hundred, whatever it is. But you're not you're not getting near that. And you go, is this really worth it? And you know, this year especially. You know, with parts, and we had guys, you know, talk to us, um, talk about that is, you know, am I going to go somewhere where I, you know, I have a big race coming up here. Am I going to go hit this place, worry about tearing up, and then I can't fix it? So or I can't afford to fix it? Or I can't take the time off work to go fix it? There's there's very few guys that are racing to eat anymore. If too. you look back in the day where we had the, uh, the two outlaw shows at Eagle, the September show after Knoxville was over with, always had more cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Always had more cars. Yep. Well, even even back in the day, way back in the day, I remember when I was a kid, they would race the nationals and they come to Lincoln and race at the state fair or the fairgrounds with Lipsy and all them guys. Yep. They had huge car counts, but it's not as long. It wasn't back then. It wasn't a big long, you know, what ten days of racing. Yeah, it that's was true. Like four nights, very, and then you'd show up to Lincoln and you go home. Yeah, I remember coming back from Knoxville and hanging out at Midwest Speedway until the races and then go right. home on Sunday night. But yeah. uh, but you're right, there wasn't 10 days of racing. So no, after less. 10 days, people are just getting exhausted, and they, they want to go home and regroup and rest. And Even Lance DeWeese, he didn't run all of Pennsylvania Speed Week. Yep. They're like, we just can't do it. We can't yep. afford it. And, and that's a top team. Yeah. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. They're not running. And it isn't like he can't run. He can't win anywhere in Pennsylvania. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. It isn't the favorite in most yeah. places, actually. So, so if, if you put that $20,000 race on at IED Speedway three years ago, you get 17 cars. That, that was right before the Knoxville Nationals. You do that in mid-October, you're going to get a lot more cars because most racetracks are done racing. So, plus, I think also it's not only – and I think Jason talked about it. It's not you, – you can't be front-end heavy – the people that finish 10th through 20th need to get a little bit of money extra as well because, I mean, they're still putting in the 25, 30 laps or whatever it is and burning off tires and so forth. So, yeah, you got to. I think you got to put money through the field, not just on the top end, and and uh, um, some of these races prove it. And, I, you know, that was one of the criticisms of the, uh, you know, the race saver nationals is that the A feature didn't pay that much, and, and Roger responded by, you know, bumping up the bottom of that purse. And then same thing. You know, we'll we'll talk about the um, silver dollar nationals. What fifty three hundred to start? So 
Yeah, fifty three hundred to start, fifty three thousand to win. Yeah. yeah, and they're gonna get a they're gonna get a hundred plus cars there. Yeah, because yeah. there's plenty of guys that could probably make that eight feet. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, we, we, I don't know if you want to just roll into the Silver Dollar Nationals now, but they have that uh, the uh, the ID Nationals on what is it Tuesday Wednesday that yeah. pays what thirty grand to win three, so it's seventy thousand dollars <laughs> you know off for grabs this week at I eighty. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, just. We'll see what happens at Eldora. Uh, I don't even know how many sprint car or late models showed up for that Eldora four four nights of racing, but you got three hundred seventy two thousand dollars on the line at Eldora the next four nights. It'll be interesting to see how many cars show up for that. I mean, I'm, I would hope that forty plus show up, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we got ten grand to win at you know Jefferson County this weekend. Yep. So we'll see how many midgets show up. I yep. mean that too. I'm hoping for thirty to forty. They midgets. are running up against any. Because in the past, they've been run up against Power Eye. Yeah, I don't think Power Eye has a race. Uh, the Rocky Mountain Midget uh, show, I think this is actually a co-sanctioned sh- yeah. show with the Rocky Mountain Midget. So. Yeah, so uh, I forget who it was that doubled the purse last week at I-80 Speedway. I appreciate that, and I'm glad you took that effort. But uh, sorry it, it didn't pay off for you and get a get a little bit larger car count. Uh, I don't know what you got to do to get some of those South Dakota cars down here and some of those Iowa cars over here, but... Uh, Sucks that it didn't pay out for you, but I uh, really appreciate the effort. You know, what if you piggy, like, you know, going back to that subject of location, what if, like, Eagle or I-80 piggybacks off of Knoxville with their Brownell Classic? You know, you could run the night before all that racing starts. So, you know, the guys that are coming down on a Thursday night or whatever night before that can race Eagle or I-80 and then go. See, I, I think they tried that with that Casey Kane race, that dirt classic, because they dubbed it as the road to Knoxville. Yeah. So okay. you're coming up through here to, go, to get to Knoxville. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But, and but I think wants about, to tear up their shit, you know. About the only California car we got was, uh, shoot, uh, the red and white 29. Um, Croft, Willie Croft. Yeah, Willie Croft. He was about the only one, and he fell in love with the track. He, he loves it. And uh, um, he said it was just a balls-out, all-speed racetrack and he absolutely loved it but uh um yeah just unfortunately there was only one california car there yeah who knows so let's take a a quick break i need a refill brad i'm sure you probably do jason i don't know josh you might be out of mountain dew what (laughs) no i'm good (laughs) i got a diet pepsi for you that's about all i got no come on now (laughs) so so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with more on quick time the podcast Welcome to my world, you talentless prick. You can't even treat with no trick. 
Can't be a man when you act like a chick. If you wanna throw down, I'll be back in the sticks and I'm packing the clip. Shoot from the hip. Swear on my soul like a boot to the lip. Harder to quit when I'm knocking you down. Man, you talk a good game. I'm the talk of the town. Talk of the town. Knock on the ground. Can't hear the gossip. I'm blocking the sound. Heavier than heavy from rocking the crown. Guess the king of Wisconsin ain't fucking around. Downtown is the place where I'm pounding the case and I bought you a drink just to throw in your face. If you're part of the crew, you can stay for the fun. If you're anyone else, you can say what you want. Once I called an asshole, but told him kinda cocky, and called a misfit, but still it didn't stop me. It used to choke me up, but used to haunt my dreams, and then I realized I'm on my own team. Man, when will you hoes get a hint? You're making me squint, clearly not reading the print. I got a girl who was fresh as a mint, and so talking to you is like switching to Sprint. Service is shitty, you can't make a call, and as far as decisions, can't make them at all. So you roaming the world, try to get what you can, and you think if you flaunt it, it gets you a man. So you post up on Instagram, showing that ass. Call me a dick, but you blow him for cash. Give him the itch like you're mowing the grass. Now the shit on your lips like you're growing a stash. Swallow the pride and go straight to the gut. Take the word pride and replace it with nut. Now you're offended and stuck in a rut, and you're wondering why that they call you a what? Called an asshole, but told him kinda cocky. We called a misfit, but still it didn't stop me. They used to choke me up, they used to haunt my dreams. And then I realized I'm on my own team. Welcome back, everybody, to Quick Time the Podcast. It's Brad Brown, Jason North, Josh Harris with me, Brandon Anderson. On a Tuesday night, uh, talking sprint car racing. So um, next on our list, uh, we had a little bit of breaking news that happened today as Austin McCarl was uh, handed his uh, pink slip, so to speak, in the Tarleton Motorsports number 21. Yeah, um, they're they're hiring a Corey Day. He's a 15-year-old driver that's kind of like the new sensation coming out of California. Um, I don't know if it's he's related to that Day Trucking number 22, one of the most beautiful sprint cars out there, if you have never seen it. Better than the uh, TMC number one? I said one of. Yeah, I didn't say the, <laughs> but it's a beautiful car. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Austin McCarl is uh, back in Iowa, and he's looking for sponsorship to, to step up his program on the 17A. But uh, it'll be interesting. He, he just couldn't get things going with that Tarleton car. Um, he, he had some crashes, nothing, nothing terrible, nothing destroyed. Uh, and so he he struggled uh, over there in California, and so it's not a surprise to me that he was uh, um, let go from the Tarleton car. But uh, to bring a young kid, uh, Corey Day, in, we'll see what he can do, and uh, um, I'll be watching because uh, the young talent there in California is just always very impressive. I, I always forget. I, I keep forgetting who we talked to last year from California that um – you know, really enlightened us of the level of competition there. Buddy Kofoy. And, um, you know, just yeah. the – and I think, you know, sometimes you always wonder if everybody's looking for, like, you know, like the next uh, Kyle Larson or somebody to come out of California. Or Rico. Or Rico, I mean, Rico you know. That, and and it makes sense. You know, it's a, it's a hotbed of talent. It's a great place for um, racing. I always wonder if it's that transition from the big tracks to the bull rings that throws those guys off and we're having to do that every night. And, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know Austin's bull ring background, but I always wonder if, you know, it's, it just seems like California is a different animal. 
it's, it's he, rough he does. too, right? Like the tracks are generally rougher than they are anywhere else. I think right now because the drought are extremely dry. I, I watched video mm-hmm. highlights last week and there was just a dust yeah. storm. But he he does well at Houston's. Uh, so it's true. Yeah, he's, um, he does good. I think it's just the McCarl thing. Yeah, I mean, you got, <laughs> at Houston's you got Carson leading points. So yeah, they yeah. freaking own that track. So they do. they, doesn't matter which one of them races. They they do well over there. So. Um, the other thing I got is is Matt Jewell. We, um, he was a, a visitor on our podcast a while back. Um, he didn't quite make it through the season in the 2KS Troy Renfro machine. Uh, he got let go, and Sammy drove for the 2KS two weeks ago, and he was going to drive for him last week as well. Um, what what the deal is there? Sammy's kind of feeling out the car to see if it's uh, was car or driver equipment or whatever, and uh, so far. Um, Sam, I don't even. I think Sammy got like twenty second in the feature. He he didn't do very well. So it's so. not the car; it's the driver. It had to be. Couldn't be Sammy. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't. I don't know if that partnership's going to go on any longer. I know Sammy's going to be in the Verville one for the three sixty nationals. That's a car out of uh, out of Arizona that uh, he did win in this year. So. Uh, uh, he'll be at the 360 Nationals in that car. But uh, Matt Jewell brought out his 09 car last week, uh, ran at Knoxville, started on the pole. Um, Brian Brown kind of did him dirty and put him up into the wall. He, he didn't make contact with the wall, but he spun out before he hit the wall and, and uh, came back through. But uh, um, Matt Jewell's back in his 09 car. Yeah, I don't know what it is with that 2KS car. I mean, it seems like ever since Austin left that car, they've just been struggling. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, people even have labeled that the penalty box of, of Knoxville. Um, I I hate to say this, but they haven't had a driver of Austin's caliber in it since Austin left. And so that's part of the reason there. But, uh, um, yeah, they're, that 2KS has really struggled with Brooke Tatnell last year. I can't remember who took the job before. Chad Baseflug was in it. Yeah, Chad. I mean, but at the same point, you put a non-wing guy car and a wing car. And yeah. And Knoxville, no less. If, that, if his name's not Larson, it's going to take some time to adjust. Yeah. So the 2KS is struggling. Hopefully Sammy gave him a little bit of uh, advice and changed, around, changed things around. And, and for the Knoxville Nationals, they're, the, driver, the driver is a um, TBD. So we'll see who jumps in that seat. Yeah, you never. I I think you just got to find sometimes with the team. It's you got to get the driver, the crew chief. Everybody's got to gel. There's only so many Kyle Larsons that just make wherever they hop into fast. So hopefully they get something going. It's always good to have more cars that are competitive. Do you and, feel like that gives an unreal expectations for drivers with what Larson does that it makes it harder for guys to kind of do that? I thought you know last I mean? year. No, I thought last year people were too quick to pull triggers on drivers. Last year, yeah, it seemed like because everybody. of that, it's like, well, Larson, you know, doing this, and it was such a short season. I always wonder that if you know everybody's trying to look for that next guy, right. that next Larson. I, I think that's a really unrealistic expectation. Yeah, uh, there are so many more drivers than there are teams anymore. True. Back in the day, there were ten times more teams than there were drivers, and so it was never hard to find a driver. Now it's it's hard for um, a driver to find a team and so uh some of them and and it's so much more expensive so so some of them can't afford to ride things out a little bit and try to try to build a program and and you see 
see some of these teams getting rid of, of talented drivers like Ian out of the 18 car, and they brought in a young kid hoping that that would revive the program. And, and uh, Results look about the same. About the same, ab- absolutely. So uh, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing. I, I don't know if I'd rather be a driver or a car owner because owners are going to spend millions and – Drivers, they just don't, don't make a, anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they just don't have a lot of time to, to gel with the, the mechanic and the crew and, and, and produce. And so more and more drivers are making are owning their own teams anymore. So, Well, and some drivers, they have to pay to be on these teams. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. like you just show up with your helmet and you just go. It's you got to bring something to the table. Yeah, how and, much money are you bringing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and like I said, a, a guy with money can – can outdo a guy with talent because, right? hey, car's got to run. I mean, even locally, the guys like I've worked with, I mean, it's typically it's the owner of the car, but the driver brings something to the table. It's, you know, he'll buy the tires or he'll buy something like that, but it's a, a mutual thing. It's not a the owner just, you know, like Mark Birch who can put a guy in the car and let's go racing. It's, you know, a lot of guys can't afford to do that. It's getting to be a rare breed, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, if, if you look at Eagle, there's, what, two guys maybe out there that don't own their own stuff that race? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like they say, uh, if you're a car owner, the best way to to make a million is start out with two million. So uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know how these owners continue to throw money at, at this, this sport, but I'm glad they do because <laughs> it gives us something to watch. Yeah, I mean, even Stu, Stu Snyder doesn't. He's not a one hundred percent. I don't have to pay for anything for the race car. It's he brings something to the table, and yeah. he, look how much he wins. I mean, it's that's how that's Stu's how. He's one of the hottest uh, drivers in the state right now, right? And it's not that he just shows up. What's it's, he got? Nine wins this year? Uh, I believe he's up to ten. Ten, ten. ten. That's got to be a, a one of his career highs. I mean, uh, that's that's pretty impressive to get ten wins, and we're halfway through the season, really. Yeah, I mean. Well, that's all the fun stuff I have. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to talk to Josh a little bit. I mean, for the like I said, those uh, just joining us, uh, Josh works over at Harris Decals. He's uh, one of the graphic designers. So uh, he designs a lot of race cars. <laughs> Used to. <laughs> so I, mean, so I kind of want to, you know, talk to you about, you know, how, how that's changed a little bit. And if you look at cars today, they all kind of look the same. You know, it, it, in, in my field – with wrapping race cars, designing race cars, you go through trends. You know, you start with the flame, you start with checkers, you know, and, and then when Blackbeard came along, everybody wanted Blackbeard. But the hardest part about the whole thing is you have to start the trend, you know. Like I used to tell, like, Matt Gropp with Ava, he would let me do whatever I wanted to do on Ava's car and, you know, put plaid on his car, on her car, and he's like, that's crazy. No one's going to like that. Sure enough, you know, two years later, he put plaid all in her in, you know, inside the car, and you know, it it's just one of those things is you gotta you have to be willing to try something new. No one really wants to do that, and a lot of cars these days you can barely tell what they look like on the track. You know what I mean? Like, you know, absolutely. Uh, That's why I'm a big fan of the Brian orange Brown. car. Here's the orange car. Here's the orange car. Or here's black. the orange car. Or the, and the black. black one. Yeah. That's why I'm a big fan of Brian Brown's car. It's plain. It's simple. It's easy to read. The lo- the, it reminds you of Samus Window. The, the logos <laughs> jump out at you. It's clean. I, I, I like the, I like easy to read, clean race cars. I don't like these gaudy things that are out there. There's a modified that I saw that was pretty cool. It was monochromatic, 
It was just two mm, colors, white yeah. and red. Yeah, that, that six yeah. car out there at Eagle. Yeah, and that I thought that was, you know, whether I thought it's something different. Yes. And that's what I liked about it. It was just something different. So, I'm But, not, Josh, you mentioned guys like Blackbeard. Um, we can throw, you know, like DS66 designs out there. Mm-hmm. All their stuff has a lot of similarities, so it kind of it looks like they just bought a template and just recycled it. You know, like I've, so. How do you, you know, for if you look at your stuff, yeah, I can, I can look at yours. I've been around you long enough that I'd be like, okay, this is a Josh car versus one of the other one of the other girls designing a race car, but your stuff's not the same. No, I, I don't design the same like I used to back in the day. It, like I always tell you, I'm like, I feel like Blackbeard, and this isn't a knock towards Blackbeard. I mean, he's doing a hell of a job. I mean, doing, everybody's yeah, I mean, wanting some stuff. of his stuff is pretty amazing, but. I used to always say that it just looks like squares and rectangles. I mean, that's really what it is. It's, there's no, you know, it took me about a year and a half to get used to designing that way because you're literally taking a square and you're trying to make it work. And I was used to making it flow, you know, like a flame going down the side or, you know, something like that that looks eye-catchy. And nowadays everybody wants a modern look, you know, not a... It doesn't have to be the eye catch. Even Billy Alley back in the day when he he was the only yellow car, you know. Yeah. And it, but you knew his car was on the racetrack, you know. Now there's fluorescent you, yellow everywhere. Yeah, or Trey <laughs> Gropp's cars. I mean, his cars are so bright well, that you Yeah, Trey, I mean, minus the one he's racing this weekend. But right. but like any of the like Trey stuff now, you definitely know it's his stuff because it's, it's, as Matt would say, it's loud. Yes, and and Matt, me and Matt, I mean, I've designed Trey's race cars since he started, and Matt has always been the type of guy that he wants to push the envelope. He's like, we're going to do six fluorescent colors. And in a sprint car world, that's not usually normal. You know, that's <laughs> that's normal in a hobby stock yeah. or a late model. Like, let's put as many bright colors and reflective colors as we can go. Well, it's a hobby stock or late model. Most of those uh, reflective colors and, and fluorescent colors are Band-Aids, too. yes. Cover yeah. up the dent and sheet metal. Like here's, my big, here's the big bright thing. You don't see that big dent behind it. You know? what, what I don't understand with this this trend right now is the tail tank hardly ever matches the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll have a white car, white letters, red stripes in it, and a, and a black tail. And I, I don't understand. Have you tried wrapping a tail tank? It's I could care less. <laughs> Paint the damn thing. Well, see, uh, that's the thing is they don't. Yeah, they I know. stop painting tanks. Yeah, they stop so, painting yeah. them. They just you know get the uh, the primer black and throw a number on there, and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, we did Birch's car, and Birch wants a painted tank. The guy stopped painting, and so yeah. we had to wrap the tank in black. And we told him we're like, "Hey, it's going to turn out however it turns out." He's like, "I don't care. I want it to look painted. You know, yeah. like that's the way my cars look." And every every time we get a tank in, it is odd when I get a white tank in or some other color other than black. And you know, as a designer. You have to make things work with a black tank. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has a black tank or a black car. <laughs> so if, if I'm a designer, um, let's just say I'm Blackbeard. He designs a car for a local guy. Can that guy come to you and say, here's my design. Will you put it on? And do you, you're smiling. So do you, could you work with Blackbeard to apply a wraparound driver A's car? You know, Blackbeard design. We have had that before. Billy Alley. Billy Alley, correct. You know, as a designer and as a company that does it, you it is one of the hardest things to say. You know, like Stu Snyder will come to me with, hey, here's the design my guy designed. You guys do it. And then people are like, well, why aren't you promoting that you did the car? And, like, 
we just we cut, cut the, the graphics. We cut the vinyl and put it on. Yeah. So it's not really our design, but we right. Because what does your eye think? Yeah. When you look at his race car, do you say, "That Harris decals"? Put the decals on the car. It's like, no, I want to be known as the guy that designed. I designed it. it. You know, and so that's like when my dad was a mechanic. A guy would walk in and say, "Here's my alternator. Will you put it on?" It's kind of right. it's, it's kind of it's, like, it's, are you fucking kidding similar. me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, a good example this year, like Stu Snyder came to me. And and I've known the Love family, and I've known Stu forever. And I saw Stu's design, what it was going to be for both cars. It was going to be a team car effect. Right. And, you know, and Ro- or Roger's daughter came to me. She's like, I, I want to do something different. And me being me and going back to when I first started was I, I look at it as a challenge. Like, uh-huh. hey, I'm going to make this cooler than the next guy's. Nothing against what he designed. But I want to know that I did it. You just want to take that, take that concept and make it better. Yes, and I really didn't. I kind of tweaked it to be how I like it, and and it actually worked great. I mean, it's again, you're back to the Blackbeard. Yeah, it's that way of designing, and it's modern, so it looks great up close when you're on a racetrack. I guess I don't know how hard it is to see, besides the the orange of the car. I haven't seen Seuss 305 run all year long. <laughs> He's won a ton of races in that car, but I have not seen a single one of them this year. I see it drive down the street every once in a while when he fires it up, but that's about it. Um, so I, I guess an, another question that I have is, um, and this is probably a stupid question. Go ahead. Got, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and ask your stupid question. When, when, <laughs> when is your busy season? Is it... November, December, January, February, or is it during the season when you're reapplying vinyl to dented rear fenders? Or when? When the better question is, when's the first race of the year? It's two days before that. No, before that, it used to be the car show. Yeah, because oh, uh, yeah, because yeah. 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 race car drivers wait to the last minute. Yes, yeah. You have the couple. You have Ryan Roberts and those guys who do we get a call in November for the next season? You know, it's but it is, it used to be back in the day. It was. I couldn't take off any time from February 1st to June 1st. It was a no-go. Like, I couldn't go anywhere because that's what we were doing from then to then. I mean, we do race cars nationwide, so it's their start schedule is different than, you know, what the Midwest is. California is different, you know. Um, but then you have the big shows. You have, you know, like the shootout, the Tulsa shootout, the Chili Bowl. Designers are – we're going, like – gangbusters at that time, you know, trying to get stuff ready. And the couple year, a couple years ago, we went to the shootout, you know, I being where we're from, I'm used to seeing the cars we've done. And I, it opened my eyes going to that shootout, seeing all those cars there. And I was like, I designed six cars out of like 300. And I'm like, it makes you realize that you're not quite what you think you are, but you know, it's, it used to be that way, and it still kind of is. I mean, as Brandon would probably tell you, we seem lately we're busy year-round. It's not like it used to be. But, yeah, it was literally working 50, 60 hours a week to keep up. And imagine trying to design. Hey, you could quit your job if it was Burger King now because of that 50, 60 hours a week. <laughs> well played. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's – the hardest thing about a designer is you have to be in, for me, I had to be in the mood to do it. Brandon will come up to me all times during the day at work and he's like, Hey, design this way. And I'm like, 
I just can't do it. Like I'm not, I, I, you not know, wired that way. <laughs> I, I, I I agree with you there because like I, I do the hero cards and stuff, and I you have to be in a mood to yeah. design something or it's not going to get done. It's probably the same with your guys' photos. You think about it. I mean, it's hard to edit a photo. I just edited seventy photos. That seventy first one. How is that any different than what I just did? Oh, it was it's shit to begin with. It's shit now. So. <laughs> Hey, a shout-out to Brad Swigert if you're still listening. Uh, your boy, Wayne Johnson, is doing what he normally does, B-feature material. <laughs> just thought I'd <laughs> point that out. Don't insult Wayne. shots in this one, too. Don't insult Wayne like that, though. I mean, Wayne's a good guy. I mean, you can diss him on Brad all you want, but Bring. don't, don't, you know. <laughs> Bring the no, bike. You know, a good example, you guys talk about the Blackbeard stuff. I'll tell you a guy that has never changed since I've known him is J.J. Riggins. Oh, yeah, comes oh yeah, in, no, yeah. We have certain, we have his gold leaf. Black, red, gold leaf. That right? looks like the you Tucker know? in cars from back yeah, in the day. Yeah, for sure. Right. You know. But they're the clean, I mean, I'll go to his shop and it's like, I mean, I could eat off the floor. I could eat off the race car. Mm-hmm. And and then you go to some other and you're like, there's grease on the floor and you're like trying to maneuver around <laughs> things. And you're like, wow, he, I mean, he, he is legit the guy that. So if you think uh, that. A Riggins shop is clean. Can you imagine what Sammy's shop looks like? Well, I think JJ kind of. Um, they come from the same yeah, breed. They come. They yeah, do. Yeah. I, I they, think because yeah. when he was driving the 14J out at Midwest, I thought he drove like Sammy. I thought he sat in the car like Sammy. He was my favorite driver out Midwest because he reminded me so much of Sammy. So yeah, I think they're they're two peas in a pod. I got I got a rigging story that I'm gonna have to tell, tell you guys off air here. Okay, later <laughs> on, I was gonna ask you, Josh, where do you draw inspiration? Hmm, that's a good question. Do you look at <laughs> maybe cars from the past, other things, other things that you see, you know, graphic wise. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I do a lot of... Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at you, Josh. Uh, just, we just got a comment from Dan uh, <laughs> saying that Wayne's li- lining up next to uh, Reitzel, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Reitzel's in first, and uh, Wayne's in third. So, just as we expected. So, going back to your question, it, I mean, I used to, back in the day, is I went to so many races. So, mm-hmm. you could be around the race cars, you could see what people have done and how it works. Well, as you get older, you have kids. You don't really go out to the racetrack, go to the pits, because your kids got to go to bed. And it, I get a lot of my inspiration from old stuff. I mean, I loved back in the day seeing things. I mean, mm-hmm. when someone tells me they want to do a vintage car, okay, sign me up. You know, it's That's my favorite. But those were the cars that had the look that Character. you don't get what yeah. you get now. Yeah. Have, have you guys seen what Jim Schumann's doing? Oh, it's amazing. When it restoring the, basically the oh, first yeah. 360 and it was all hand painted and he's re hand painting the entire really? thing. Yeah. It was one hand. Like he only has one hand. He only has it's one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had to retrain himself how to do it with left handed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So do you name your guys' best or favorite sticker job right now? Because they're not paint jobs anymore. I can't. I do too many of them. <laughs> I'd be saying that all. <laughs> I love all my kids. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, 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 the, the, the day trucking number 22 out of California is beautiful, but I still like Brian Browns. And no, we're not related. No, we, 
we're just uh, we have the same last name, but I it's simple, it's plain, it's clean. Um, uh, Jacobs uh, number eighty one out of Ohio. Uh, he has a, a beautiful red and black car. It's simple and plain again. I, I love that car. I like simple stuff, and uh, those two are probably two of my favorite right now. Locally wise, before he's jumped it three times, uh, Troy Sanford's number twelve has been my favorite. I can see that. Wow, I gotta think of that one. Um, I've, I can't tell you locally because I haven't seen any of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know the three hundred fives. I I'm trying to think of of who there. Um, that one's tough for me to to pick. Um, I mean, Stu's looks good. I mean, Stu's, it, I like Stu's. It, it, it's it's a black car, but yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of black cars. I, I do like Stu's. His uh, uh, his design is pretty simple. There's a little bit of character to it, but uh, yeah, and. But yes, it's another black car. I mean, yeah. if if uh, we're, we're watching the uh, the Brad Doty Classic right now, that that Alex Bowman fifty five, the Valvoline yeah. car, yep. is clean. That I, is, I, like I do that. I do mm-hmm. like that one absolutely. See, it's that's just, what always got me too. Is you would put these sponsors on the car and you couldn't read them. Yep, yeah, that's the biggest because you put this font or it's mm-hmm. candid. I mean, look at this. Across I, I don't know who's in the twenty seven car right graphics. now, but yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't you lose it. You can't yep. see nothing on it. It's just plastered on there. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest fight you have as a designer is. You know, like a good example is uh, look at. Yeah. I mean, look at Trace. The Trace car. car is a nightmare to fit twenty sponsors on there. You know, but you want to thank everybody that you work that works on this car. I mean, it's not easy. I mean, a modified one, Wayman. Yeah. I mean, I've I fight day and night trying to get one of his sponsors to even show up on the car. And it's hard because <laughs> they want it wild, you know, but yeah. you have no space. The new design to Blackbeard, he made it so you fit in a box that's clear, yeah, easy to read. You can't do that when I got three different flames running right into this, this modern font type logo. You know, it's just not easy. Um, but going back to your question to what, which car I would say is the best. So I'm going to say Trey Grop because how much work I put into that car. <laughs> so um, you like that double zero car. Not the double zero car. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the, the 54 car, it, it is the reason why it's never changed in the last couple of years. And Matt used to change cars every year. And it's just, it's one of those cars you don't forget. It's you know? a lot of work. Well, and I, I got, it is a lot of work. <laughs> I got criticized on Twitter once because I, I criticized it because it's got – Neon yellow, neon orange, neon green, and a black tail tank. And I said, why in the hell wouldn't you paint the tank the yellow or whatever color? And one of the Grop people, representatives, jumped on Twitter and, well, the top of the hood is black. Well, shit, unless you're staring at it from the front end. (laughs) You're rolling it over. Yeah, (laughs) the car matches. You don't see the black. And it it does pop. There's no question. And as a photographer, those neon colors are really hard to capture. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Is it hard as reflective colors? Reflective is not possible. (laughs) No, I, I don't shoot reflective at night. Really? Hell it's, no! Because it's just it's just a big old white blast. Yeah. Like, I, I will say yeah. I do it now because I'm doing the uh, Tim Alwyn uh, off camera flash setup. Uh-huh. Yeah. But no, at nighttime the reflective stuff. Your car has reflective. Sorry, at, at nighttime you're right, but during the no. daytime hot laps and time trials, you don't. It, it you turns don't flat. It's not. I'll, it's I'll not. give I'll give you to the tip on the uh, fluorescent car saturation. Crank it all the way up. <laughs> yeah. So here's a question though: Do you know what fluorescent color is not? There's one color the Grops will not use on a race car. Any guess on what color that is? Blue, probably. You are correct. Yeah. 
Why? <laughs> Why is that? What's blue in racing? Move over flag. The Ford. 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 <laughs> oh, really? My my old man used to paint his uh, Chevy motors. Uh, he had guys building. They were big Ford guys, mm-hmm. and he painted Ford engines blue just to piss people off. So, <laughs> so we'd my, have these Chevys in there, and they'd be Ford blue. My favorite <laughs> car, though, before you take away the grops, his car didn't do it was fourteen J of Riggins back when he had that red car that had pinstriping around that kind of went all the way around the car. Oh yeah, white. yeah, and it had the Budweiser. It's simple, but it was just eye catchy. It still is when you see old pictures of it. I kind of like Logan Shuhart. I like that Dryden mm-hmm. car. I, I think it really pops. Yes. I mean, the, the, they make that logo. That logo is already big, so they make it really pop out there. And, it, and with that red background, yeah. I mean, you can't miss that. Yeah, I, I do like that. Hey, Brad, we're on the air over here. <laughs> <laughs> Get some WD forty for the door. Taking care of the boss. <laughs> his, his bell rang. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> You'll have to watch it. Yeah, we're, we're live. <laughs> Edit that, Brandon. Yeah. Nope, we're. Trina needed one of her non-alcoholic beers. So we're doing it live. Yeah, so. we're doing it live. <laughs> that was well played. My, my, you know, much props to to Mrs. Brown. I know one host, car you lo- hosting us. I know one car you really like this year, and you didn't even design it. It was the uh, twenty five Gunner Pike. Yes, I do like that one too. Yeah, it. You know, it I pops. It's a Harris decal car, it's by the way. It's a Harris decal car, yes. But we didn't. But Josh, but over I here. did not design it. That's so. You know, I do like it. That's the one thing with me doing installs more. I don't really design as much. I only do maybe a handful of cars, and the girls have really stepped out. Caitlin, who works for us, she's she did the Gunner Pike car. I mean, she they'll ask me the question, you know, what do you like and what should we do? But you know, I, I gave her an idea and she ran with it. And it, I mean, it is. It is legit like old school meets new school, you know, in that flow of it. It's still a black car, but it has a white tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, so, it's... So which class of cars are the hardest to wrap? Are mm. sprint cars midgets? Mm-mm. Micros. Micros? Because it's so much more compact. I mean, if they... Nowadays, I'm getting older, as Brandon can see, as when you do wraps... I literally tell them to take everything off the car. He's usually my guy that pulls the car apart and puts it back together. And it's nowadays they literally come bare frame to me with bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's just because when they have those tires on, I'm bending and trying mm-hmm. to get through. It's it's just not a fun situation. But yeah, micros are definitely the hardest. Sprints probably next. Late models modifieds are about the easiest thing. It's like I would guess because everything's really. pretty well, flat. Yeah, it depends. I mean, is the body new? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if the body's new, uh, like at the beginning of the year when they put hang fresh bodies on their modifieds, lay models easy to do. Yeah. I mean, even sprint cars are pretty easy to do. Wings are pud. Wings I mean, are easy. Yeah. I mean, straight lines, I guess. Yeah. So. Tank yeah. numbers are the fun. That's where you earn your money. I mean, most guys that do lettering, if you can do a tank, you probably could wrap a race car. I mean. Stu Snyder does his own tanks. I mean, he he'll tell you that it's not the funnest thing in the world. <laughs> but it, it's well, you know. I am a stickler. I, I think the number needs to be in line with the the alignment of the tank. I, I think that if oh, you yeah. on the right side that number needs to lean forward, and on the be, on the left side that that it, it kind of needs to lean forward as well. But it needs to change. I mean, it has to fit the contour of the race car. Riggins is a big stickler. So I got in trouble with him one time that I put a tank number on the car and the old school guys, they take that number and they go off the frame of the car. I'm used to it being slanted and straight 
with the I call it with the world, meaning that it's straight when you look at oh, it. Oh yeah. And those guys, old school guys, it's tilted more than what you think. It's got to be. Tilted. I didn't know it, and I we had to take it off and put. God Nate, damn it, Nate, Josh! This ain't right. They <laughs> went over there and fixed it. I like it when it's contoured with the top of the tank. So oh, if, if the rotates. tank is this way, it's got to be that one kind of yeah bend with it. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. That's that's pretty cool. So, um, uh, do you guys? You guys probably don't wrap. You don't. This is probably a really stupid question, but you don't do anything with the frames, do you? That's usually powder coated. It's all yeah, powder coated. Yeah. The only thing we ever do with the frame, I believe, is we put like the frame manufacturer sticker on there. Yeah. So, I mean, what about helmets? Do you guys wrap helmets? Not really. <laughs> we do and we don't. I mean, you don't wrap it like you wrap a race car. You put graphics on it. Really. No. I mean, when I do juniors helmets, it's. Let's throw a whole bunch of things at it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, when I did his Team Jack helmet, which that's, I love that helmet when it got done, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is one of the hardest things to put decals on. We don't do a lot of. I mean, we don't do a lot of helmets. There's like guys out there that will do helmets for like Junior that yes. Josh will do, but other than that, we do what we do is helmet packages, which you know you can get at Speedway Motors. Yeah. You can get you, you can get our, our our Harris decal speed or helmet packages, and it's just basically stickers and yeah. graphics that you can you know you can do our design with it, or you can make your own basically. Well, so you know, there's helmet porn in Knoxville this year. Yeah, well, you get like two thousand dollars for the best appearing helmet. Really? Wow, yeah. it pays. I want to say a two thousand, one thousand, five hundred dollars for the top three best appearing. Yeah, those helmet. guys are going to go to a, a painter more than likely. Yeah, yes, Shell, so. Shell Shock is probably Shell busy Shock's right now. Shell Shock's amazing. Shell Shock, oh, Helmethead, um, you yeah. got Clems out there. Shift. Yeah. Shifty, I think it is. Shift. Yeah, and Nicole Art or whatever, however you say his name. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a good example is I do Junior's helmet mm-hmm. every year. He gets a brand new helmet every year, and it's through Bell. And I do spend all this time. Brandon will sit there, and I'm, I'm working on it for like three, four hours trying to get these decals on it. And he never cleans it. It's a superstition. So yeah, he never cleans, cleans the first day of the track, but four races in, where'd my design go? I don't see it anymore. No kidding. All that dirt. Yeah, we got it. Nate got his very first helmet he did for junior. And thing didn't even look like it's been cleaned so, in however many years. Do you have a junior helmet on your shelf? I wish I did. You should. I mean, there we are looking into, you know, they do the Team Jack Foundation. Yeah. And we asked Birch if we could get, you know, we would pay for we donate whatever amount of money to get the team jack helmet at our shop uh-huh. and he said maybe next year it'll probably be because junior's still using it you know yeah. and, we'll just but, make two of them right yeah, that's not <laughs> too easy <laughs> make two of them make him wear it one night at knoxville and that's yours it's not the same no. <laughs> it's not the same no no but it, it's still like when i first did helmets it is just so incredibly hard i mean and what what I always thought was cool is Nate did helmets, and I just kind of looked to see what he did. And one year, Junior, Nate was busy, so Junior's like, hey, you want to design it? And I was like, sure, I'll give it a try. So I did it, and then every year since, Junior comes right back and I do it. I mean, it, that was a huge compliment to me mm-hmm. that I actually did something that was worth, you know, doing type. I mean, well, that people liked. I do love that Team Jack car. That's, uh, the, the flames are doesn't overrun the car. Yeah, you still get the message of Tim, Team Jack, and it's a very sharp car. Also Blackbeard. Also Blackbeard card. <laughs> we, we did print it. <laughs> we did We did the uh, vinyl for it. <laughs> right. Isaiah installed the vinyl. Yes, he did. He's so, he's an amazing kid. I mean, Isaiah Droud, what he does in NASCAR, I mean, he'll he'll text me every now and then, ask me questions about rapping, and, 
and overall, you know, what to look for, even pricing. And I'm, I always laugh. I'm like, well, what car are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing Christopher Bell's uh, sprint car or something like that. I'm like, oh, what car did you do today? Well, I did uh, some IMCA <laughs> car <laughs> out of Eagle. IMCA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, no, back in the day, it was awesome. You know, we, I got to meet, like, Casey Kane and guys like that. They would come through uh, Phil Durst's shop. and it, Not a big yeah. deal. Not a big deal, right? <laughs> and it is—it was, it was really neat to see guys like that and how big they became and stuff like that. That was always nice. All right, I think I need another refill. Uh, so we are going to take another quick break, and we will be right back here on Quick Time. Hungover is here. When you hungover is here. My cup with some whiskey and ice. I finished that in that chugger bush light. Don't give a fuck about liquor for beer, so I guess I'm in the clear. Leaving my phone at the trailer tonight. Anyone else wanna go for a bite? When I say bite, buddy, I mean a drink, meaning we gon' take shots till we puke in the sink and we're dancing with everyone having the ball. Doesn't surprise me, I'm handsome and tall. Spin them around and I catch when they fall. Got a couple more songs and I'm back in the stall. If you knock on the door, then you're gonna get hit. For all that you know, man, I'm taking the shit. Give me a minute, stop throwing the fit If we're coming in tired, we're going out lit Then it's rage, second wind, please engage Someone please show me the stage Find me a mic, I got something to say Tired the band, but they're done for the day Better fire me up, I got something to play in the sound I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging, so rage is what I'm gonna do. Do me a favor and buy me a shot. I toss you a 20, that's all that I got. Not all I got, but it's part of my plot. When you're playing the music, you don't buy a lot. Like a slot machine, I only pay when I wanna. It's not gonna stop you from playing, you're gonna. So give me your dollars and nickels and quarters, and I'ma keep playing. You're paying the supporters, and I'ma go crazy. My pupils are hazy. I'm drinking Jack Daniels, goddamn it, it's tasty. My boots are Luke Casey, I'm looking like Swayze, and I got a girl who look good in some days. And I'm feeling lately, I just feel like raging I'm stuck in a cage, I bust open the case I've been slow in the race, but I still have the crown Thank you Wisconsin for holding me down in the zone Third wind, take me home Is the place where we go after bar Tell them no, it's not far, tell them no to the car If you follow me, I'll get you there in the day In the 3 a.m. club is where legends are made in its own I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging So rage is what I'm gonna do around and I look in the fridge I'm looking for something like leftover ribs I've been there three days but they smelling okay shit either way been a hell of a day 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 alright guys welcome back to the show we are going to wrap things up here with uh, our thoughts on the the music the, I don't know where in the hell you get that music <laughs> hey. but uh, <laughs> That, I will say that the hell of a day that was true today. So that that, was, that last song was one we got complimented on last week. Yeah, so yeah. I had to play it again. Okay. So. 
So, right. but no, we're going to wrap things up with the Demolition Derby at Knoxville Raceway. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's like, nope. And, <laughs> and by Demolition Derby, yeah, we how mean... How long have we been going? I'm going longer now. Yeah, and by Demolition Derby, we mean the Knoxville Truck Race. I thought the race was okay, but it ended shitty. Mm-hmm. I mean... The, you know, kind of the heat race thing was, was fun and the build up to it. And, uh, you know, initially, and you were kind of, it's one of the few times in my life I've rooted for Donnie Shots. And, uh, you know, you're seeing him kind of making his way up there and, you know, holding on. And then you have their stupid manufactured finishes with the overtime. Yeah. You have people that really don't know what the hell they're doing on dirt. And uh, combined with a place that probably wasn't really meant to have them there. I, I, I think Knoxville got done dirty, too. I, I, I agree. Think so. I agree. I think Knoxville was not allowed to do what they but Knoxville know how they to do. Knew what they knew what to do. Yeah. NASCAR wouldn't let them. And NASCAR's looking down their nose at them. Yeah. If you guys little old dirt truck over here, yeah, yeah, no, we're 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 big time. No, your trucks. If you guys listen to Door Bumper Clear podcast, listen to it this this episode. They they bashed that race in Knoxville. They did not bash Knoxville. They bashed the race. I thought Knoxville Knoxville did a hell of a job putting on the show and and on the event. Promoted it. They pumped the excitement Mm -hmm. up. They were behind it. From my understanding, my brother went to that race and he had a good time. He said the racing, at least the first 20, 30 laps was fine. Yeah, the, first, the, the heat the, races were great. Yeah. The, the first the, segment of the finish sucked. Of, of whatever the hell Stage NASCAR does yeah. now. Yeah, yeah Door Bumper Clear said if they go back, they need to have like a halftime show and rework the track. And mm-hmm. they need to take out the, the, the windshields because you can't have a moist track, a wet track, and have windshields because they can't see. So you get rid of the windshields, have a halftime show where they can rework the track, and you're going to have a pretty good NASCAR truck race. They should have done, like, twin 50s yeah. or something on Yeah. There. There's too many trucks on that I, track. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the size of the tires, the, the weight of the, car, the, the trucks. My whole thing is, and I've, I've said this since the day that they were announced there's going to be NASCAR trucks, trucks do not deserve to be race cars. I think yep. that you you watch on any asphalt track, all they do is crash. There's no, and, and several drivers have said it. There's no respect for any driver out there. They're, it's every man for himself. They're trying to make it to the next level, mm-hmm. and all they do is destroy equipment. And so, I forget who tweeted it, but somebody tweeted when when destroying a car is in the bottom dollar of the makeup of the budget. It's going to continue to happen, and until if a, a crew or a owner says, "Quit crashing my shit," it's going to keep happening. And so, I think Knoxville was done dirty, like you said. They the track prep was good the first twenty five thirty laps, yeah, but- and then it, then it dried out, and it was followed leader on the bottom. And I I just. I had zero interest in that show, and, and I'm not going to ever watch a show. I, I didn't even watch them when they were in Eldora. Uh, they're, they're slow. They're, it's, they're just not meant to drive It's unnatural. On yeah. It just doesn't absolutely. Right. Off-road, get, get the uh, uh, Robbie Gordon off-road series so, out there and call it good. But. I will say I will say I watch the trucks more than I do cup cars, but not because they're trucks. It's because the races are a hell of a lot shorter. I don't want to sit there and watch – Four hours of 
fucking boring ass shit. Man, I watch NASCAR now. I used to. I do too. NASCAR. I watch it. NASCAR ratings were up. It's starting. I mean, the, I mean, the I watch it, but like stuff. I said, I, I pay more attention because the races are shorter. But the personalities in NASCAR is yeah. Is so I mean, if you, if you ran mm-hmm. if you ran like a cup race, like the the hundred fifty laps or whatever truck race was, I think that's pretty good. I think when what I would have liked to seen is when they announced that the, the cars or NASCAR is going to dirt. They need to run it like a dirt race. You have four heat races. You don't qualify for your for the feature. You don't run. Start twenty four cars. I don't care if there's forty three cars that show up. If you don't make it, you don't make it. Every report that I got from people that were at Knoxville, the atmosphere was electric. The 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 everybody was excited about it. It was it was a great program there, but on TV, TV didn't did not do it justice. TV and, never does never no. does yeah. anything justice. Especially the dirt. And it's unfortunate yeah, for Knoxville, but I, I do agree that, that something's gotta change. If they come back I mean, they worked five years at Eldora to bring that into a good product. So why did NASCAR leave Eldora? I have no idea. But to bring it to Knoxville, and Knoxville is starting from ground zero, and it wasn't, I truly believe it was not Knoxville's fault. It was NASCAR telling Knoxville what they're going to do. they got to do something to keep moisture in the track, and if that means a, a, a pit stop at 50 laps or whatever it is, a halfway mark, and allow them to rework the track, they got to do something. Otherwise, this is going to suffer. Is it, is it because of the amount of laps? Is that what makes that dry up so fast? It's, it's, it's I never lap, heard of it's, Knoxville it's, doing that. Yeah. It's the laps. It's the weight of those cars okay. and it's the, the, and the tires. You, and if you put 43 sprint cars on on that track and for, run 150 for 150 laps, light models, it's going to be the same, be the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I'm like, I think of Knoxville, I never have thought of it as a dry slick. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like Eagle gets dry slick. Right. Knoxville, every time I've been there, it's hammer down, top, bottom, you know, wherever you want to go type thing. Yep. But yeah, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, the powers that be work together and allow this to 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 grow. But uh, you'll never see me at, at a NASCAR truck race ever. Was oh. that truck for points? Did they actually yeah. get points? Oh, yeah, for that? absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was a only playoff. NASCAR races I've ever been to have been truck races. Well, <laughs> no shit. Yeah. <laughs> what was the driver's what? name that said we don't belong here? We belong I, in Iowa I, Speedway. I don't know. He's an no, Iowa native. I, I can't remember. But anyway, I agree with him. They don't deserve to be on a half mile. I, I know. Yeah, through, I, I'm I know. agree with you for reasons you didn't think. Yeah. You don't deserve to be there. <laughs> I, I only knew three drivers at that truck race. That was Brian Brown, Donnie Schatz, and Chris Windham. Well, yeah. well, that's all dirt guys. Exactly. That's <laughs> well, all I knew. So, what if you put that same trucks on Port Royal? Port Royal has got them long straightaways. I mean, you can spread out. Uh, I think you'll, you know I mean? your result's going to be the same. It's not the same. It's a flat track, no banking. That's why Eldora is probably about the best track, dirt track for them to be on because they have a high right. bank track. And so um, I don't know. Um, we can talk about this all night. But James I, said it was Sheldon Creed that said that. Okay. So, I don't know who Sheldon Creed is. But <laughs> I, don't know. Like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> yeah, just I had a, a pavement late model, and here he is. And I'm like I said, SRX and trucks. See, that's what I like about SRX. So it, it was it's made for TV. Okay, it's give, made for TV. Give them this. SRX figured out how to do it. They had figured out how to make a paper. You know, why not have Ray Evernham jump in there and say, but "Hey, S- SRX had sixteen cars, not forty three trucks." Well, but that yeah. Your wife is watching, by the way, Josh. Oh, I'm in trouble now. But he's, he's still here. Watch it, you know. And I'm not. I, I've always thought the forty three thing was so stupid. Yeah. And that's a Daytona thing. It is. You want to do it on a Daytona, fine. You want to do it on a half mile, come on. 
like I said, you know, run your heat races, qualify 24 cars. Yeah. Trucks are good if they race Baja. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. get, get Robbie Gordon's uh, um, you know, truck truck you know, jumping. One of my neighbors there. told me a great idea with that SRX, you know, how they bring people from different things and put them in like Baja or whatever that is where they race pavement and dirt and they jump and stuff like Rally that. Rally cross. Yeah. Yeah. Put them, put them in that. Get my Ford Fiesta. Well, I mean, put like Chase Elliott. Bob Jones has a place to race, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you know, getting getting to that truck race, Brian Brown even said, "I'm not used to having a spotter in my ear." Oh yeah. So when when I was going into a corner, I was going to go to the bottom, and my spotter was telling me. Low, 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 meaning a car is below him. Oh, fuck that. I'm going to the bottom. Well, well, he's right in front of me. All right, here we go. As a result, look at restart one, two, three, and four before they finally figured it out. Oh, really? I guess I even noticed that. Yeah, it it just, yeah, it was was a mess. Okay, now this is pretty sweet. We got Brad, is that Doty pacing the, uh, it's at least his his car. car, Yeah, that is sweet. Coors Light Silver Bullet car. Not even on the camera. Should we live cast this? <laughs> Do you guys even remember that, the Coors Light car? I was not around. Oh, yeah. I've seen pictures Marks of Marks and Kepler. Yep. Both the before, silver and the blue. Mm-hmm. Before my day, buddy. Yep. 1999, first sprint car. Yeah, it was a uh, Kodiak car before that, didn't Sammy? Yeah, Kodiak. Yep. 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 Yes, sir. Well, they're getting ready to run the A feature for the Brad Doty Classic, but uh, as far as we're concerned... We're yeah, well, listen, we're gonna kind of wrap things up. So uh, actually, wait, nope. I do have one question for you guys. All right, I wanted right. to ask you, and then we got to close up with the the last de- death of the day. That's, oh, I don't know how else yeah. to say. That. Yeah, go ahead. So my question to you guys, because you guys are big dirt fans, and this Brandon, I kind of know what his answer will be, but I'm kind of curious for you guys is favorite dirt track before 2000. Before 2000, yeah. I mean, you can go way back. Like, mine was always Midwest Speedway. I mean, that's where I grew up going. I always loved Eagle Raceway, but not anymore. And things have... There ain't no 360 zero. No. I like my thunder trucks. Knoxville, <laughs> Knoxville right now is my all-time favorite. Um, I love Knoxville. There's a low groove, a high groove. They're racing all around. They're high speed. Um, but IED Speedway right now it locally is my favorite racetrack because okay. it, it seems like the Kaziskis nail, excuse me, track prep all the time. And they, oh, we they didn't, do we a didn't great even job. talk about that. Oh, yeah. We, we probably should. Oh, and Kyle, Kyle Larson, Larson spun, spun out. out. Freaking late model sprint. Uh, NASCAR, yeah, yeah. NASCAR's throwing them <laughs> off. Yeah. He's used to the trucks. I, I'm, I, <laughs> Eagle was always a favorite, and yeah. it probably always will be. Yeah. Um, but I like I-80 today in Knoxville. Is if, if my wife told me, Brad, you can go to one race this year, it would be. She uh, did. She did tell you you can go to one race this year. And where is he going? Um, Port Royal. Yeah, Port Royal. Yeah, <laughs> I want to take you to one race this year, Brad. True that. She's paying Port Royal. Uh, Chili Bowl is always going to be awesome, but the, the Knoxville, the Knoxville Raceway is is the pinnacle. I would agree with that, Jason. He's thinking there. So I'm going back to you know, especially when we ran with the NCRA. So we hit a bunch of different tracks and 81 um, Speedway. 
God. <laughs> Dig parts out of that thing. Um, let's see here. I am not as romantic about Knoxville as a lot of people really? are. Um, I it it's got its place. It's got it's got that magic around uh, around Nationals time. I get very uh, what is it? I get really perturbed when we talk about Hall of Fame. And it's always got to sit around Knoxville. Mm. And it's like, it, well, you didn't do this in Knoxville. You didn't do that in Knoxville. And for some reason, if you ran well at Knoxville, turn Carl, you have, <laughs> you're all of a sudden a Hall of Famer. Yes. And I and, and, that, and, and I'm not, not, I mean, Terry Carl has won a lot of play, other places. So no, Who's it? Yeah. And so. Owns it. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, so that that's where I get a little little grumpy with that. That sprint car racing is so Knoxville centered, and there's so many other places. That, you know, you got to give love to Pennsylvania. That's its own absolutely own Gosh, world. Yes. Uh, California is its own world, and they're just Australia. You know, you got to give that give that some love too. If I had to pick a place, I mean, I like I I am sentimental around Eagle because that's where I grew up. I grew up around Midwest. Right. We went to Eagle. That's where I grew up. That's where I worked. I mean that that was part of my summers for you know twenty years. It makes sense. Um, so if I had to pick one place, I'd still go to Eagle. But uh, if there was a track that I missed, I miss and and some of you guys may not know it was the old David City Fairgrounds. Yeah. Never heard See, of all right, there we go. Here we go. I'm gonna come out I left field. This that. Here. <laughs> and this was uh early days of you know the three sixties or the modified sprints. And it was a little I think it was maybe a big quarter mile. It's a horse track now, right? Uh there's nothing there. The, nothing there the track I think is actually there, and I think they do like rodeos and stuff. Okay. And fun, okay. But, I was sitting there trying to figure out But I'm I the reason I miss it is because uh it was tight. It was um, people could? It was kind of like what we're watching Attica. They they'd run over the side, right. come right back out. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, they're not even leaving. It was just crazy racing. And then I remember the time. I think it was like uh, fourteen cars got piled up on the front Ooh. stretch, and three three cars on top of each other. But um, I also have, and it was a covered grandstand, so it was louder than hell Ugh. inside. And it just it's something. And I think that was like where you know when my dad had a car. I think that's where we won like our first race. You know, it was like some okay. trophy dash, something like that. But if I were to pick just something out of, out of random, it was a fun. It was racy. Right. I mean, so it's not as glamorous as Knoxville or Eagle or Eldora. <laughs> no, but is or, it Eagle pre the new grandstands or back when they had the red ones where you could jump on? Where them? some of them, <laughs> some of them, your knees were in your yes. chest and others, your knees were hanging down. You had to dig your heels into the ground just to keep from sliding, <laughs> keep sliding off the forward. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I sat there and yeah, that was uh, those. I, I couldn't sit on. It was like a rain to midget fight. Or when I say fight, okay, let, like, me go, let me go there. <laughs> Midget race where my dad got into a fight in the stand. So, um, it was okay. <laughs> because people were like sliding into each other and banging into each other. So, um, you know. Yeah. yeah. We're pretty fortunate to have a couple good tracks right we're close by. We're fortunate to have what we have right yeah, here. Yeah, we are. We are. Brandon, what's yours? My favorite track? Yeah. I-44 Riverside. The one that he doesn't have to pay to get into. That's all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, he, when he shows up to the track, he gets in free. No, I don't, I don't well, know. Kyle's I don't, having a hell of a time. He's getting pushed off the track again. Yeah. Paul. I don't know. My favorite one I've been to lately is I-44 Riverside down in Oklahoma City. Okay. 
You just went to that, what, last, last year? year right? Yeah, that's that's a badass little place. Um, Didn't you grow up going to Donovan? Yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's where I. That's where I first started going. That's where Donovan all three of us went. Donovan, Donovan, really? And, uh, <laughs> when I grew up, I, and it's a shithole. When I grew up, it was Friday night at Hastings, um, Hastings, Hastings Raceway. Mm-hmm. Saturday, mid mid Nebraska, mid continent, mid continent, and then Sunday was Carney. Whoa! All yeah. three nights, we would go to Red Cloud, Hastings, and um, Dean Ward would drive our thirty three sprint car, Nance sprint car, and and we took care of business over there. Yep. So. Uh, we mentioned I-80 a little bit. Uh, Joe Kosiski, the owner of I-80 Speedway, was on the front stretch this past week. And there's been a lot of rumors going around I-80 uh, the last couple of months or so about uh, uh, sold the racetrack, it's going away, blah, 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 blah. He basically came on and, uh, for the most part, said the track's for sale. We have people looking at it, but it's not sold yet. Brad. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he he was no you know. There's no secret. He wants to get out of it. I mean, he, yeah, he has said as much. Yeah, he, you know, it's it's time for him to to ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know how much I know and how much I think I know, but uh, well, if it's anything like this podcast, you don't know shit. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but it appears that I eighty is. More than for sale, it's 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 pending. Uh, it's it's pending, pending agreement. So, uh, if you guys want to enjoy I eighty Speedway, you probably better get out to I eighty Speedway this year and enjoy it because it doesn't look like it's going to last a whole lot longer. You guys see the development around I eighty Speedway. You see the, the businesses everywhere. The businesses that are. Mm-hmm. It's a salvage yard for campers and cars that have been totaled. Um, there's a reason for that. So if you guys, the reason is people in Nebraska can't drive for shit. <laughs> yeah. So they and, need a lot of space and weather, a lot of room. <laughs> and weather. If you guys want to enjoy IED Speedway, you better pack the stands this year and enjoy IED Speedway. One thing Joe was very adamant about on, on the front stretch interview was if it's going to be the last time he's going to let you know, this is the last time you're going to see the silver dollar nationals. This is the last time you're going to see the Malvin Brink sprint cars to see it. Get out here and come look at it. So he, yeah. I mean, once the deal's done, I believe Joe's going to be the first one to tell you this is the last time. Get your, get your ass out here to look at this. So you guys going to be like Lost Speedway, where you go out and get some dirt, put in a cup, put it up on the shelf. <laughs> we got we, We're going to have drone footage of it. <laughs> there you go. You still got your drone? I got one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's under quarantine right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, well, I saw the drone. Have I flown in the last three years? No. <laughs> well, just there's a lot of rumors out there about ID Speedway. Um, one of it's sold, one of it's pending, and one of it's for sale. You decide what you want, but I'm just telling you, um, go support ID Speedway the rest of this season, and you will not be disappointed. Yeah, the, I mean, the days are numbered. Yeah, I mean, Joe's Joe's admitted to that that. It is for sale. He is ready to to move on. Well, what he's done for just to keep sprint car racing alive in the last true five or seven yeah, what years. He's done for three sixty sprint. Uh, what absolutely. he's done for racing the past oh. you know, since they owned the track. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it's a late model track, right. and he has done everything in his power to keep sprint car racing alive Which in Nebraska. And he had no reason to. He just did it because he loves racing, and so the best. Best way we can repay the Kaziskis is to show up the next 
two or three sprint car races they have the Still rest got of the year. Yeah, we yeah, saw an outlaw show. Yeah, we saw an outlaw show. Absolutely. Maybe we can get that buddy boy Paul McMahon to show up now that he's in the CJB number yeah, five. Yeah, let's hope so. Car. Paul McMahon, come on down, buddy. We got some cold beers for you. Maybe we can see if we can coax Sammy down here. We got to figure out if maybe Mark Birch would put Sammy in his car. I don't know. I think Junior has something to say about that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Junior does have some of the work on that. <laughs> and Junior probably can outdrive Sammy. Ooh. And what day of what year? Uh, Sammy came When's that Sammy. outlaw race? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when you mentioned that Sammy came in to uh, the, uh, drive the uh, 2KS, what is a 60-year-old man going to you know, tell anybody about a car? What's wrong with it? Everything. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to go there. I'm, just, even going I'm there. just giving you shit about Sammy Swindell. That's Kevin, all it Kevin is. Kevin will help him out. He'll speak in his ear. <laughs> Speaking of Kevin, that was the best part about the truck race was Kevin Swindell. Yes, that interview was was phenomenal. Having him in the booth was the best thing about that announcement. And, yep. It gave everybody some perspective. It kind of had a... Ooh, had a, look at oh, that. Oh, that was a oh. right rear tire to the fender. Oh, Oh, that was dirty. That was a dirty slide. That was dirty. I I don't know if Logan looked like he was trying to back it out without killing it, but he didn't want to let it just spun out the corner. He got done dirty. Go watch Dirt Vision race fans. Uh, Logan Shukart just gave Tyler Courtney a right rear, causing Courtney to spin out, and now Logan is the, the race leader. Black flag his ass. It Two looked spots. like it looked like Two Logan. Spots. It looked like Logan went it harder than there we go. He, oh, there we go. Got the around four here. Oh, he's got a ton of speed. Dives down in and yeah. He, if he didn't hit him, he was going to spin out. Yeah. There's brakes wow. in a race car for a reason, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love the sport. You know, yeah. but talking about your I eighty about going supporting it, you know, you forget there are tracks that have closed down like Wavelink. That was huge for me back in the day. I used to go there, and we did so many race cars, and I didn't even get a chance to go to a final race there. You kind of just forgot about it, and then it got sold. The next year, it was done. You didn't get to say anything or do anything. Now they're putting concrete stuff or rocks around it. You can it. still it's, see the configuration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. there's nothing there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that. Dale Earnhardt Jr., get down here and do a Lost Speedway episode on that place. <laughs> you can do Midwest. You just go to Walmart. Stand in the Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> yeah, go to Midwest, go to Sunset. Bastards. Yeah. I mean, I started watching that Lost Do you Speedway. boycott that Walmart just for that fact, Brad? No. <laughs> I go because I don't, don't want to get killed. Then. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, so, yeah, anything else before we wrap things up? Did you guys see the, uh, the uh, Connor uh, McGregor? Incident, yeah. <laughs> As a athletic trainer on your profession, Brad, do you think he's going to come back and fight? He'll come back. That's for for what they do. Yeah, absolutely. The amount of money they don't get. they don't do any running and cutting and, and stuff. That he 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 won't pass through an airport without setting off an alarm. I just find it odd that it wasn't a result of the fight. It was him just stepping backwards. I I agree with Poirier or whatever. He said that he, he got kicked and he felt something there. I think he broke it or cracked it. And then that, and and then that, that finished it off. Okay. No, I think that finished it off. You're, you're not going to break the tibia and the fibula by just stepping back to make a punch. It, it's, there's no way that that happens. So not, it, it was, cracked. I mean, a fat guy like me might that might happen, but uh, <laughs> yeah. a fine, finely tuned athlete like him probably not. It was cracked before that, so uh, uh, he just just finished it off. So 
You know, I, I do want to give a big shout out to Billy Alley and Stuart Stuart Alley for getting in the Hall of Fame at Knoxville. They were known for Knoxville. Did you uh, when I, when I told you about that post? Were you <laughs> were you confused about them thinking it was the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame? No. Uh, so there there goes again. Brandon comes to my desk on was it Thursday or Friday? Friday, the day before. And he's like, "Hey, we need to do a post for congratulating the Alleys for the Hall of Fame," and I'm like. Okay, you know, it's like, how long is it going to take? It took me two, three hours to make that post. I mean, <laughs> and, and I just laughed. The girls sitting next to me, is they're like, what's what's going on? I go, uh, I got this post, but shoot, it had more likes and shares. But, I mean, the Alley family, I mean, for what they've done for racing around here and Absolutely. at Knoxville. I mean, it was, it, when you went to Knoxville, as a Nebraska person, you would go there and you'd, re- you'd root for Junior, you'd root for Billy, you know, you'd root for any Nebraska guy that went there. And then what, mm. what Billy did in a 360 in a season was just, just amazing. We had Billy Alley in the last, I don't know how many years, was the best sprint car driver to come out of Nebraska. He won in sprint cars, 360s, and 410s. He won at various tracks, multiple-time track champion. Very few people have went to Knoxville and won – the uh, the three sixty nationals. Um, he won twin or feature night. Twin feature night. Yeah, there's so many things he accomplished, and that he is by far the best sprint car driver to come out of Knox uh, out of Nebraska in thirty thirty years, if since, not even more. Since Joe Saldana, since JJ Riggins. Right. So <laughs> so it it just uh, yeah. I everybody loved Billy. He was very personable. The kids loved him. My daughter loves him. He's, she still has a Billy Alley hat. Um, it, to, Billy to, Alley was your daughter's first crush. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I hired, uh, oh, his, his face is red, by the way. <laughs> I hired him to uh, do my driveway extension, and she comes home from high school, and she starts to pull up, and she sees guys working on our driveway, and she slowly goes by, and it's Billy Alley. And she goes around the block and she goes, Dad, do you know Billy Alley's in our driveway? I said, yeah. He better be working. I paid, him, I paid him to do that. And she was so embarrassed. And then she gets out of her car and talks to Billy. She loves, even to this day, she's going to kill me, but she loves Billy Alley. So, but Billy is a personable guy. Mm-hmm. He, everybody at Knoxville loved him. He sold a billion shirts. Um, it, it, it's just, it was great to see him and his dad get honored at the same night to go into the Knoxville Raceway Hall of Fame. You, know, you yeah, almost wish sure. Stewart was here for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he loved racing and Knoxville was one of his favorite places to go. I mean, you might have actually seen him smile. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was the thing when I was doing that post is I was telling Brandon, I'm like, I cannot find a picture of him smiling. It's always that look, that same look. And, and it, it but that's just the way he was. When he was with you one on one, he would smile. He was the happiest guy you ever be around. I will say I'm one of the few that passed him. I was on the highway going down interstate, and he was going really slow, and I passed him. But I passed him. Did you do a fist so. pump? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't so. know you were racing. Yeah. You're always racing. You know, always. Billy, Billy Alley, my wife, when she first when we first started dating, she had never been to a race ever, and. I introduced her to Billy, you know, because we had done his car, and she's she that was her person that she loved to watch. You know, he was super nice guy. You meet him, you know, and and like you said, he was personable. He 
he would sit and talk at your level, regardless yeah. if you mm-hmm. had a lot of money, you were a kid. I mean, he would even get down his knees to talk to kids, and he goes to their level to talk. And he still does that with wrestling and stuff like yeah. that. I thought he was a douche when I went to high school with him, but that's because I didn't know him. So did you wrestle against? Maybe him? you were. No. The, maybe you were the douche. I, oh, I was the douche. But once I got to know Billy, dude, he's one of the best guys out there. I like Absolutely. Billy Alley so much that one time I was in Knoxville and I walk up to him and was talking to him. I just gave him a fifty dollar bill and said, "Go, go buy some fuel." And and clearly he had a race car and he had more money than me, but I just liked the guy and yeah. and so props to him for being inducted into the Hall of Fame and. It's. I'm sure it was a very emotional weekend for him, and uh, uh, just it was. I'm sure it's a great honor, and congratulations to Billy Alley and uh, Stuart Alley. Yeah, one of my favorite Billy Alley stories doesn't even really include Billy at all. Is uh, me and Mike Peterson is. I want to say it's the first Nationals I've been to, ever, and we're walking back from uh, Dingus, and we're fucking hammered. And if you know Mike Peterson, he's hammered a lot. So we're walking down, and Mike's wearing a Billy Alley t-shirt, and here it comes up. We're right in front of the high V, and there's like four or five guys all wearing Billy Alley t-shirts, and Mike's just walking, walking. Billy Alley sucks. <laughs> and we just keep walking by, straight face. The one guy turns around and goes, hey, he's wearing a Billy Alley t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, have a, I do have a memory of, and I told Bobby Joe when Stuart passed away, I was like, because he was wanting memories of his dad or dad. And my very first install I went on with my brother was at Billy's Billy's house. And I was telling her, I go, the main reason why I remember it, besides being my first install, was we show up, you got J.J. Riggins, Josh Riggins, and you have the whole crew of guys, you know, all sitting there eating popcorn to watch us put decals on a race car. <laughs> and I'm going. You're doing uh, it wrong. Yeah, and Nate's like, That's you do decide they can't see. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> but, yeah, that, and, and then, I mean, that same night, that's when the big joke was, you know, he, uh, J.J. told Stewart, he said, you know, we're all going to be down in Vegas someday, you know, saying NASCAR, where Billy make it to NASCAR. Both Josh and Billy be down there. Uh, Billy would be racing. Josh would be in the club as a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Riggins for sure. <laughs> All right, one last bit well, of. Uh, uh, sorry, did you guys have anything else? No, I think we need to close her up. With yeah, our yeah. Last so bit. Uh, Brad has some uh, unfortunate, tragic news uh, that just came out. Uh, probably what four or five hours just, ago today, just before we started uh, taping this. Uh, unfortunately, we lost a member of our racing family, uh, Caleb Couch. He's a six hundred cc micro midget driver in in Texas. Uh, he had the unfortunate, uh, he, he crashed pretty hard uh, last, I think it was Friday, at Super Bowl Speedway in Greenville, Texas. Um, he was trapped in the car uh, on fire. Uh, they say three or four minutes he was uh, burning. Uh, he also sustained a, a severe head injury, and today he succumbed to those injuries. So uh, everybody keep uh, Caleb in, in your prayers and uh, and the family as well. But everybody always hates it when... Uh, a family member of the or the racing community loses their life, and the other guy was just young and getting started, and it's very unfortunate. Uh, he was just doing it for fun, and and unfortunately, it, it didn't end very well. So uh, prayers out to Caleb uh, Couch and his family, and uh, uh, rest in peace. Yep, thinking Bad about news. you guys. 
All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Quick Time, the podcast. Uh, we will catch everybody on the flip side.